I saw John Glenn fly into space, into space, into space. I've flown in space. I'm a NASA astronaut. I'm space station. Like coffee. I came back to Earth. Hello and good evening. My name is Josh. I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob, and this week by special guest John Wakeup or else Kerwin. We're the folks are going to be fine. The type of man is reason in the unreasonable makes sense out of nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. How y'all doing this evening? Fantastic. How are you guys? Great. I'm excited for this. So we're uh. We're peddling uh we're peddling a book now, John. Tell us a little bit about your book. This is we're gonna shamelessly hawk my book so Perfect. I can pay my rent. Come on, man. <laughs> Not really. I mean, if you're a if you're a, a content creator, there's really only two like three models. You're either independently wealthy and you just do it, or you work full time and you do it on the side, or you charge a subscription based thing. Or you upsell all of your subscribers to something, like a book. In my case, it's I have a ministry, so I actually get donations. It's hard to get donations if you're not a ministry, right? So I'm actually a, a private ministerial association. <laughs> and we talk about God all the time, so people donate. But the book is really birthed out of the, the painful journey that I went on when my wife divorced me after 24 years of marriage and four children because I found out the moon oh, landing wow. was fake and the earth is flat and the Mandela effect is real and there's underground bases and there's reptilian shapeshifters and there's chemtrails and the world is run by Luciferian blood-drinking psycho-mobsters. I have some thoughts on that. <laughs> um, Come on, man. Aaron, that that you just made... Opening salvo. <laughs> I'm Looks like Aaron just made a new off. friend. So <laughs> I have... I ha let, me, let me guess how this journey went. Now, how long ago did okay. you did it start with the moon landing? Is that where it started? No, no, it was wow. actually the Federal Reserve wasn't federal. That was my entry point into the proverbial rabbit hole. Okay, see, <laughs> I remember finding that out. It's closer. But that to one didn't get me like on a philosophical. I was just like, oh wow, the Federal Reserve is also a giant Jewish scam. Got it. And, you know, like it didn't, it didn't send me in that like spiral mode. Because when you first hit, like, for me, it was moon landing. When I hit, when moon landing was, like, concrete in my mind, like, oh, my God, it's 100% fake. Like, once I grasped that, then I was, like, I went on a spiral for, like, a good two years of, like, guys, isn't this the most interesting thing in the world that the moon landings, you know, like, tell everybody? And uh, women hate that. They're... <laughs> women are one to two step thinkers. They are not. They don't ask a woman a hypothetical question. She, it's, it's a living nightmare if you try to do that. If you ask a woman, yeah, one step for man, two steps for women. That's what Armstrong she, said, she right? Hate, they like they hate hypotheticals. So like they don't like thinking about the moon landing. And to you, you're like, what the? How do you not? How do you not think about the moon landing like constantly? Um, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> right. No, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not women is... only, though. It's not just women. It's uh, it's everybody. 
uh, which most people are what we call the unconvinced or normies. And, and by the way, normies name themselves normies because my, like my daughter said, Dad, I wish you were normal. And the, the presenting <laughs> characteristic of a normie is that they don't know and they don't want to know. Our journey, yeah. like with me, uh, when I found out the Federal Reserve wasn't federal, the next thing in my mind was, if that's not real, what else isn't real? And that's, I believe, the genesis of being a truther, because that's when you start to question officialdom. Prior to that, they use lesser magic to get a, shut our brains off, and we just go around zombified. It's really crazy. You, you don't you don't grasp the scale on the on the way they're able to lie to you. Like um, it, it, there is a yeah exactly because usually the thing that keeps you with like a normie quote unquote is like they can't conceive that they could be lied to on a scale like that. Like history could be fake. Well, it's not about anything important. Right. Yeah, like they don't. Yeah, What's the truth will always get out there, Aaron. How how could you just get away with the moon landing? Why wouldn't China call you out? You know, like that's they just get yeah. and then they stop thinking about it. They turn it off right there. They don't. Yeah. They don't grasp and that, that. That is the reason for the book because when you run into that non want, I don't know and I don't want to know. I mean, people tell me that. What happens is if you're in a relationship like a marriage or your children. If it's friends, you could walk away, but you're married to somebody. It's a different story. And they are basically tolerating you at first. But then as you persist, like you said, you know, you're running around waving your arms, your eyes bugged out. They're looking at you like you just, you know, lost your marbles. And you're thinking, no, you're apathetic. You have no idea. This is real. And the life is, I told my wife, I got off the bus. I can't do life anymore. Like, you just change overnight, <laughs> but they haven't, right? And that sets up a huge relational uh, uh, nightmare. It's a relational brick wall that is, you know, in a lot of ways insurmountable. So then you have to just figure out how to coexist, which some do. But what I found is many don't. I've had hundreds of people in the last seven years tell me directly, yeah, John, my spouse divorced me. Hundreds have told me, my kids don't talk to me at all. So that was why I wrote the book. Because, you know, first I thought it was me. You know, it's not. I'm here to tell the world of the truther community. It wasn't your fault. Here's the proof. You ready? Have you guys ever heard of any truther go to their normie friends or family and say, if you don't talk to me about these things that I discovered, I can't have a relationship with you. Have you ever heard anybody say that? No, no. Obviously not. Seriously. No, you haven't. You haven't heard that. But what you have heard is this. If you don't stop talking about those crazy things, I can't have a relationship with you. Yeah, have yeah. Have things they, like that? They, little ultimatums? They get to the point where they're like, uh, I even remember my cousin's like, I don't know, man. I'd be careful. You don't want to go too far down this, or else, you know, you would come off crazy. They're sure. more worried about how you're, per how they're perceived. Um, mm -hmm. so if you do, so if you're right. talking about shit that's too unconventional, they get like that herd mentality of like, oh, I don't want to be the weird one, and like it's almost like a tribal survival yep. instinct or something uh, that kicks in, which yep. is how they use. That's how. 
gigantic lies get um they get away with them they when, to lie on the scale of the moon landing yeah. is because a bunch of boomers saw it on in black and white grainy video for 15 seconds uh and you know they had a good catchphrase uh, one tiny step for man you know they do that and then now everybody Crazy. that everyone just believes it and that's how you get away with those lies on that scale is because people don't want to seem unconventional and seem weird to the herd yeah. Well, John, th- this is the conspiracy theorist survival guide you wrote. Like, what lessons do you learn along? Do you learn along the way? You- you've talked to hundreds of people um, who have had similar experiences. You've gone through your own life experience. Do you have a way to survive being a conspiracy theorist, or what-, what? What's the new approach towards these relationships that you would or do take? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, there's a lot of specific things that I learned that can help people. Um, navigate these shark-infested waters, but primarily what it what it, the book gives you is validation, so that you realize you're not alone because this is a very isolating thing. Your friends, your family freeze you out. The whole family will circle the wagons against one truther, and uh, you know. So you you learn in the book that. This is a universally the same for everybody. Now, there's a linear scale of how drastically painful it is. Like in my case, it's way up on the, you know, like Spanish Inquisition level pain. <laughs> my beautiful wife, who I love to this moment and would go back to, told me, I don't want to be married to you. We're in two different worlds. Twice. And then my children, I have four children, three teenagers and one 21-year-old, barely talk to me. So I cry every day. Every day I cry. Is there a way to separate that? I cried today. Is there a way to separate? Huh? See, like, for me, like, so the reason I brought up women is because, you know, I'm married. Um, I got my, my wife. She couldn't give a shit about the earth being flat or, you know, it's... I know that sounds insane, but she's like in that same boat as your family, I guess. Um, she doesn't care about conspiracy theories, so I make a separation. I, the way I, so the way I talk to to women. The reason I brought it up as women specifically uh, is because you know married to one, but uh, I treat them like a. This is gonna sound terrible, but I swear to God, this has made my life way better. If you want to talk about survival guy. <laughs> Treat women like they're a toddler. Imagine a, a kindergartner coming home from from class, from school. They get off the bus, and you're like, hi, sweetie. How was yeah. your day? And, uh, oh, you saw a dog? That's right. great. Like, if you treat your wife to that on that level to some extent, like, how was your day, sweetie? Oh, there was a girl that was mean at work today? Oh, I don't like her. She sounds terrible. Here, let me get, let me make you some food. Like... If you treat them that way, they will respond very well to that. <laughs> Women respond yeah. insanely well to that. Maybe not to that extent. And then say maybe not to that extent. But like, I'm, I'm being hyperbolic, obviously, a little bit uh, yeah, yeah, for comedic effect. But they do respond very well to that. <laughs> and then I save my autistic ramblings and musings about you know the fact that i filmed toronto from 40 miles at one inch off the water and that fucking should blow everybody's mind but you come to the realization that doesn't blow everybody's mind they don't think about the implications of that so like no 
I, I've learned to separate those things and I save my, you know, talking about these things to uh, my friends with Asperger's. Yeah, I, I understand this line of reasoning. And of course, we have to have tact and diplomacy and timing and observe people's boundaries. And the last two years I was in the home, I didn't say anything negative or controversial. I was what I call happy dad. But my basically, I was told I can't even make videos outside of the home. I'm not going to talk to you or the kids about anything negative or controversial. I would talk about hair, nails, fun, fun, seasons in the sun, landscaping, bowling, movies, play dates, boys, girls, whatever. Oh, that's rough. So they, they were mad that you just spent okay. your own time were a conspiracy guy. Well, no, but, but, my, but if I got a call from a kook friend, my wife would scowl at me and I have to take the call out in the cold. Or if I wanted to go over here and save the world, you know, minister to these other people like me, I was told no. And I, so I did. I, I wouldn't impose that on her. So I basically said, no, I'm going to do this. And I was asked to leave. So I didn't leave. I was asked to leave. No, that's that's uh, I wouldn't good have on broken you. Up I mean, my family. That's ridiculous. Like if, if yeah. my wife told me that I couldn't do this podcast, I'd be like, all right, uh, right. That's no, never happening. <laughs> so, so it, what I found is this: <laughs> some people, a very small percentage, are super fortunate where they're actually married to another truther. That's rare. Most of the time, it's a mixed marriage. But if the if the normie spouse has grace they'll allow the truther to have their obsession and they stay together. But my research and my experience, and I have 6,300 subscribers, almost 7,000 on all the platforms, is that most people end up in divorce. Most. And because... Jeez. Because... because what, and I just did a talk that addresses this. It's called Help. I have more than 10 rabbit holes in my portfolio <laughs> so what I, what I found is that the more rabbit holes you're down the less probability is that you're going to be able to coexist with a normie because your worldview your ideals your priorities have all completely become diametrically opposed to them they're at war that's that's in some ways like kind of bizarre to me and in, in that uh like you know, I grew up in a time or grew up with the lesson of you, you don't talk about you know politics, religion and finance uh, in just, you know, mixed company or uh, with people. You, you don't unnecessarily bring controversy with those those hard held personal beliefs um, just out and about with other people. And I almost see this as a similar thing. Like you can have a spouse that votes the opposite political party as you, but you can't have a spouse who believes in conspiracy theorists. Like how, how is this so much worse than than that than just like a democrat republican couple how is believing conspiracy theorists like how has that become so much worse um i think it's been i don't think i understand the question well like uh how is it it has become worse where if like your wife perceives you as conspiracy theorist it's worse than like you're a republican she's a democrat type of thing like those households can exist a lot better yeah I yeah. think it's with the level of character assassination that the media has turned the title of conspiracy theorist into. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where it's come from a lot. And I think that, that this percentage of, of breakups that he's referring to has been increasing over the past, like, eight well, years. Well, look at COVID. Specifically since, like, 2016. COVID, I think, was a yeah, big... Yeah, especially since yeah, COVID. Th that one was a big... Uh 
divide where they politicize conspiracy theories quote unquote because there was the conspiracy theory side and the non-conspiracy theories side of covid and so they made it that political red team versus blue team on that so now there's a lot of people that have that in their head is like oh it, 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 there, it was too it's twofold with that one where it's there's some people that now it's even more divided between normie and conspiracy theorists. And then there's also more people that jumped on the conspiracy side because they saw how fucked that was. Cause a lot of those people, a lot of the people that thought like, um, I can't be lied to on that scale got exposed to being lied to on a global scale. Like n that was the first thing where normal people were like, Oh, you can be lied to on a grand scale. And it's insane. Did Discord go down? Whoa, Discord's at 5,000 ping. Yeah, Dis Discord shot to 5,000 ping. Yep, give, well, let's just give it a second to pop back in. Well, I have, uh, like, around the 23-minute mark. There, it's coming back. I think right it's now. better now. I think yep, it's working. Just pop back in. So yeah, I'll, I'll say, Bob, I think I was going to say, Bob mentioned, I think the key is that the, the characterization, the character assassination term, conspiracy theorists, is a much more lethal attack vector. Like, I came home one day and my wife had an intervention in the sunroom. The pastor, assistant pastor, and the deacon, and her are all in the sunroom like, oh, you guys having a prayer meeting? What's going on? No, no, we sit down, John. And my wife's a drug and al alcohol addiction counselor and she was telling me I needed medication. I told them, I said, uh, I said in the land of the, of the blind, the one-eyed man is king and I'm gonna go for a walk and a few people, when I come back, I'd appreciate it if you were gone, you know? I was pissed off, let's just put it that way. You know, because the problem is you're, I'm right. They're deceived. They're the ones that are deceived. This is what makes this journey so intolerable is it's really easy to fix this, guys. You're telling me I'm crazy. What that means is you're really confident about your position. What you believe, you believe so strongly that you believe my belief is crazy, which, by the way, means has to do with soundness of mind. Soundness of mind has to do with being able to perceive what's obvious. Okay, what's obvious is NASA's lying. But then you go, here, let me clear up this controversy so we can restore our relationship and be happy. No, you're obsessed. No, you care more about that than you care about me. They have all these little exit ramps with, that they use to not look at the information which would restore your relationship. So you're basically t cut off. Well, that, that to the point of having an intervention too, the, the, the idea is that you're dangerous oh, to yourself yeah. and others. Like this is self-destructive and just like dangerous behavior to where you need stopped uh, forcefully. Like how, how does it get to that point? It's not just the, we disagree, we think you're crazy. It's that there is an imminent threat to everyone, it, everyone involved. 
it's because they're grasping at straws. Because, like he's saying, they don't have a they don't have this foundation of an argument that they're trying to make against what you believe or what you're claiming. They don't argue against your yeah. claims. They make ad hominem attacks against your character because then they don't have to think yes. about the thing that you presented. Um, it's an emotional reaction to something yeah. that you don't understand, basically. Um, anytime that somebody brings up something and you you believe something without knowing why you believe it, their immediate reaction will be ad hominem attacks. It'll be, you're crazy. You're this. It's it's against you and your character. They have to believe that because they don't want to entertain arguing against the thing they've never looked Pretty into. Pretty much. They, they don't they have can't. any sound arguments, so all they have is attacking you. They attack the messenger. They're... And that's why I say like those people can't grasp being lied to on that scale because their only defense for why you believe that the ISS is floating around 200 miles away is that it it would be hard to lie yeah. about it. Like that's the only real evidence they have. They're like, ah, it'd be impossible to lie about that. So exactly. it's, it has well, to be true. It's it's also the the self foundational thing. Like if I admit that i know that little about history and the world around me then my whole world comes crashing down so obviously it's you who's trying to attack my world and cause it come crashing down like, like john you mentioned the, the federal reserve was your introduction to a lot of this stuff that that like is kind of just a very simple fact of how it works like of, of how that particular central bank works now a lot of central banks work it just happens to be titled federal and happens to also be the currency that controls the majority of the world so like it's 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 not even a deep dive in, in that sense. And people who aren't aware of how that works, it like, it, it's like you said, if that's false, then what else is false? And the whole yeah. bottom just, just comes out. It's, it's, it's understandable that it creates upheaval because our, our journey is like falling over a cliff. It's like the Truman show. You wake up and you find out, Oh, I live in a TV studio. My fiance is an actress. Imagine if Truman said, what difference does it make? I still got to go to work, don't I? Wouldn't that be unthinkable? <laughs> yeah. It would be unthinkable, right? Because why? Because, <laughs> yeah. because the construct is fake. Now, I don't believe we live in a TV studio or we're in pods, but it's not far from that. And so... No, it it's really, a good metaphor I watched it again the other really night, is, and though. it was really interesting because his, his journey... Is like a little bit at a time. Movie. Like at one point, he realized something was bad, and he's being followed, and the people are acting weird. But he still trusted his friend. He went to his friend, and he was like, "Something's going on. People are trying to follow me." So he hadn't realized that everybody was in on it yet, and that's what's happening to you. Meanwhile, your spouse is watching you, and they are really getting worried uh, because what happens when you say, "Well, if that's not true, what else isn't true?" That's you saying, I'm going to start turning over more rocks and you find a conspiracy under every rock. And so to them, you're getting more and more obsessed. But think about it. You're supposed to be obsessed. If you're in a burning building, you're supposed to be obsessed. That's what they don't get. They don't understand how dire <laughs> it is. And thank you. Total vindication. The eugenics program got rolled out right in your face. Okay, they operationalized <laughs> Which one? a worldwide eugenics program, and they tricked you. Does this go on YouTube at all? 
sometimes. Right, so basically, you, you, you can keep basically talking. The Don't shot, worry. Oh yeah, you don't uh, censor the, yourself at yeah. all. Yeah, <laughs> call it the monkey juice. Okay, the the uh, the heart attack. Juice, we call it heart right? attack so juice. The, <laughs> the, the 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 disease. I'm sorry. The the heart attack juice is not for the disease. The disease is for the heart attack juice. They they faked you with a fake medical emergency to get you to go get the thing. They want you to take the thing because the thing is going to turn you into the Borg. The thing is going to take your heart and go and make you fall over and go away. And so uh, now, now all of us that were warning, hey, when all this stuff that's happening under the surface starts to like assert itself, you're not going to be ready. That was my warning. You don't have any idea what I've discovered. The world is run by psychos. They're blood drinkers. They're mobsters. They're psycho Luciferian mobsters that want you dead. Look at the Georgia Guidestones. That's ridiculous. Look at all this building going on around here and blah, blah, blah. And they're like just <laughs> in another world. And you can't bring them in. Well, that's the, the whole the mythology of the vampire, you know. Uh, a bunch of Eastern European guys who yeah. hate crosses and drink blood. Oh, gee, who, who are the who could they possibly be talking <laughs> yeah, <right>. about? <laughs> that well, I guess that's, that's the other thing. That's one thing I want to bring up with you, John. Uh, so, I mean, you you referenced your ministry before and kind of uh, you know the active religious life and uh, bring it up with you know the, the Luciferian aspects yeah. of a lot of these conspiracy theories. But like, to, what what role for you does religion play in a lot of this? Like, is is this ultimately a satanic cult that's out to uh, destroy the world and kill us all? Or, like, is that just kind of a, a side element um, of it all? Okay, that's a big question. So I do have a biblical worldview, and there's always 12 levels of truth behind everything you see in the data sphere. And the people that are up at the highest echelons, you know, above DARPA are Davos and Bilderberg, and you go up to, you know, Freemasons, and above that is these... Uh, all the different you know think tanks and then the council of 300 and then you know all the way up to the you know the vatican and all the three city states when you get way up there these people are not like you and i okay the elites drink adrenochrome and they they live for this pedophilia and drinking the adrenochrome that's their nectar and they you know Rule, they rule the world from the shadows and there is this you know depending on your prophetic time clock they want a one world religious financial and uh, political system with an antichrist so that's okay yeah we've talked about antichrist yeah, on, this, on this show before i think think we're uh what's that i think we're on board You'll own nothing and be happy. <laughs> the thing that's kind of funny, though, is that it does, like, you do have to, like, choose it. Like, they they can't really accomplish what they want. Like, that's the funny, that's the... F 
fun part about it is that they this isn't a new concept this one world government shit they've been trying to do that for thousands of years like it's too expensive that that it's when you're grasping on to control that tight all of a sudden all the sand flies out of your fingers because you grip too tight like it never quite gets where they want it to be. This is about as well, close as they can like get, I think. The things that were were foretold in the Book of Revelation, like the mark of the beast, it seems like we're like living it almost now with the mask of the beast. I went. I, I refused to wear a mask in the first rollout, and I was refused a haircut. I refused dentists. I refused Same. restaurants. There was a lot of suffering that I went through because I refused to comply. And then a lot of people even were subject to having to show a vaccination certificate. So we're not far from a situation where they would require everybody to take a mark in order to buy or sell. In fact, Bill Gates's uh, patented COVID vaccine has a patent number 060606. So, do you think that's a coincidence? That. I mean, these people are keying into this, the scriptural stuff. Are they playing it out because it's there, or is it told that they would do it in advance? It, yeah. yeah, is it self fulfilling, or, or are they right. reading it and just acting out the you know steps necessary? Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, it's not an instruction like a bunch manual. Of prophecy that they like to that they like with the world war world war three in the middle east and create greater israel and they're all you know clearly right. they're trying to play that out like they're oh, trying I'm... to just follow <laughs> that as a script so it's like did the prophecy foretell it or are they trying to act out the, the way i was gonna say way, we're still really hosed on this end man <laughs> but that's a you you just don't fight like here's what like i was uh I was tricked with like 9-11 where I was like one of those like turn the Middle East into a parking lot like guys. And uh, and now like with the shit that I found out, me or my kids are never some banker war. You know what I mean? Like it's never going to happen. They're never going to my my whole family generationally will never be in one of those fights. The only fight we'll ever be in is like shooting at government agents from our own property like that's that's the only (laughs) thing i could conceive of as a as a war that we would be involved in don't worry aaron we'll reinstitute the draft and it'll only be citizens uh who are subject to selective service so uh of course none of the none of the migrant workers they'll they'll be the ones left behind to repopulate the country that's a tough bill for a lot of people because we have been so indoctrinated to get like teary-eyed at the football game when they march out the latest military recruits and then they do a flyover and it's all just selling the banker wars because they make more money in one day of war than a whole year of peace my favorite my favorite thing is ben shapiro's down at the uh border with uh <laughs> he's posing with like a cowboy hat at the border and uh owen benjamin just had a quote he's like Never trust a Jew in a cowboy hat. He's about to send you to oh a war. Gosh. He's not going to fight it. <laughs> <laughs> that's intense. Oh, that's good. So, so John, like, 
<laughs> when, when we go down the rabbit hole, things tend to get very pessimistic. We see the, the world collapsing around us. We see all the conspiracies against us um, and you know, everyone trying to destroy our lives. It's a great... What's the solution? What's the optimism? Yeah. You talked about going out and saving the world. Uh, what, what does that actually look like? And right. is so it Tesla I just Towers? did a talk yesterday on my, on my YouTube <laughs> channel, Wake Up or Else, and it's called The Pervasive Fallacy That Everyone's a Shill. So, Because what I noticed is within the truther community, a lot of folks are telling me I'm pulling the covers over my head. I can't even think straight anymore. Nothing makes sense. Nothing nothing matters because no matter what we do, everybody's a shill. Uh, you know, Hillary gets caught with, uh, you know, a server, email server in her basement, and they proved that there was classified info on there and nothing happens. You know, and we keep seeing all these people that anybody else acted like that in the you know, business world, they'd go to prison and these people just, I call for another special counsel and an investigation and this happened and two years later, you know, nothing rose to the level of criminality and they just, and so after a while, we get so like uh, jaded and so pessimistic that we don't really have any will to do anything or even listen or be involved. We just check out, right? But that's what they want. They want you to believe they're all powerful, but they're not. They're not. That's they have right. soft power. It's all influence and stuff like that. It's not. It's not hard power. They can't. They don't have the power to do anything exactly. to you, really. Not. Um, yeah, they, 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 the they have the power to, to present something that they get yeah. the masses to choose. That's their power. That's right. That's what I mean. It's all soft power. It has nothing. That's why they always lose these schemes in the end. This is why I, I'm not as I used to be like kind of spiral about and pessimistic about it, but um, like I realize that they don't they don't win in the end because they they always overplay their hand. Like they they overplayed their hand with COVID. Yeah, they got everybody to go along with it, and a bunch of people took heart attack juice. But there's they got so many people that will yep. never trust them again. So many. Well, but Aaron, and, like in a way, making us more, you know, so, so what if more people see what's going on? They made us more divisive because they, we still have a, a large percentage of the population who's completely on board yeah. with getting their booster each year. So like it, it yeah, their failures so are still successes. I have a friend, I have a well, friend who's a doctor yeah. and he plays golf with his doctor buddies and all of his doctor buddies are totally on board with Fauci and the shot, and they're all—they've all taken their boosters. And now, but now he said they're finally starting to say, "Ah, oh, I don't think I need another booster." But when it first came out, he was like, "I don't think this is a good idea." And he's—and they were like, "Oh, what are you, a conspiracy theorist?" I mean, these are doctors for the love of heaven, F dude. Fau—the fact that people fell yeah. for another Fauci thing, like. Have you looked into AIDS? Uh -huh. How that just literally doesn't exist. Not only exist, that, but exactly that's like COVID. It, that's grafted into the vaccine. It's got an <laughs> AIDS carrying strength to give you. But AIDS doesn't I even know. isn't even a th it, AIDS is I just know. a characteristic of symptoms. It's like or a characterization of symptoms. It's just your immune system shutting down is AIDS. But, but, and there's so many things that bring that on, but one of them is not HIV. HIV causing AIDS is. Yeah. Completely made up. Like that doesn't exist. Yeah. It's so obvious too.
the virus wasn't like identified or discovered until like 2008 or something too right that's the side side thing but yeah like, like aaron said this was the same dr anthony fauci who is coming on the news every day in 1990 telling us how uh we shouldn't allow gay people in a swimming AIDS pool was killing or all the masked gays people blacks. yeah like shouldn't allow gay people in a swimming pool black people in a swimming pool or allow masked people in our restaurants and grocery stores like it's then it's they the exact same message the, the cure was azt yeah. which gives you aids right the cure killed you and so the people taking treatment for aids died of aids and then the same guy is like, hey, there's another super secret uh, virus going around, and uh, it just so happens a cold flu pneumonia are disappeared, and uh, all those numbers just got shoved right. over into the COVID category. Here's another cure. <laughs> I'm like, just, yeah, I'm not taking a cure from that guy. I, I just I saw, saw the, the, head, last time he the, came the head of this mm -hmm. hospital in Denver, Colorado, and he's there, and he's saying, they just forced all of the first responders to take an Ebola vaccine with an attenuated real Ebola in it. And the insert says there's a 30% chance of shedding. What? Ebola, right? And, and he's like, this is pure madness. And um, there's also an, a, a new biolab opening up down the road from the hospital that's going to be developing Ebola. So they're like, uh, is there any correlation here? But then he said this. He said, <laughs> he said in Africa, the, the all the people that have polio that are dying in droves have a strain of port of polio that is directly derived from the vaccine. So in other words, all of the ones that have polio got it from the vaccine. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah because they're well, they're giving them the oral vaccine that like still is the same thing, right. the attenuated version of polio in it. So. Uh, I forget all the deep like there, there's something else there's another detail I'm missing but it, that that is the case where kind of all the modern you know uh, sub-Saharan African cases well, of polio right do now you know what are I just realized the derived. 24th letter of the alphabet is X so this is 2024 and then Elon just changed his company from Twitter to X which seems was like a most ridiculous business move and now what's the name of the latest plague they're going to roll out for us X. Oh shit! I did see some headline about. That. Okay, okay. It's the new, strain, it's the, the new strain, the X virus, and then you have Bill Gates giggling on these interviews. Yeah, the next plague's gonna kill everybody. Yeah, and he's like giggling. They get, they get every. Here's one thing though. I will tell all the conspiracy theorists to watch out for it. They get you to. They get us. They get a lot of us to freak out a little too hard, and then we do look crazy because like. If if we if the conspiracy guys start freaking out about COVID X, which literally doesn't exist, by the way, so don't like, and you freak out about what they're gonna do, and then they never can do yeah. it to the scale you think they can. So like, it always they're always overreacting the conspiracy guys, and so it yeah, does right. help make you well. Look crazy. If they roll out, I mean, the last one had a so, point like, zero 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 three percent chance of killing you. What if they release one with a 60% death rate? But that's, they but can't. I, I don't know if they, they can don't do have it, yeah. Way, they don't have a way to do it. That's sure what I'm saying. They're not as powerful. They, they don't even have that. You talk about, no, they don't have the technology to spread a virus to kill 60% of the I population. I mean, even, even like, they polio want to is like think single do, percentage uh, paralytic. Like, the sort of thing where if you look at the, the, the worst diseases are just due to unsanitary conditions. That's like that's if you have a, a, a non third world country, 
you're not going to be able to, or at least I, I haven't seen a case where you're going to be able to spread. I got three words for you guys. More than like single percentage. Gain of function. Okay. <laughs> they can get better. I, no, I don't doubt here, that. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. They do this thing. They've been doing this thing where they act like they have technology that's way beyond what they actually have. They love to pretend that so that they can act like they're holding a big gun under the table and they're going to shoot you with it at any second. Same with nukes. Come on. Like, have you seen the shit with nukes? Nukes are well, ridiculous yeah, that's, that's the way that they describe them. They're not. The, the fallout... You know the Fallout game, nukes, radiation, Mad Max level. I, I, none I've, of that I've looked into. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah quick tangent. John, do you believe in nuclear weapons? A lot, and I would lean towards nukes are fake. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. They, uh, I'll EMT tell you why. I'll tell you why I believe that. First of no, all, they the, can't do that. Probably the one of the main things that they show us to prove nukes are real is that 1960s government video where they blow up a nuke, right? And <laughs> and it's obviously trees. fake. Yeah. You can, yeah. I've seen it analyzed, and it's a, it's a picture of the sun, and then there's a, a, a overlay. It's fake. That's fake. Well, that's because <laughs> if you were to take real footage of it, the the you know the footage right. the film would get overexposed, and, then, and they, uh, they couldn't take footage of it. So they had to make up stuff. Just to, like, the other proof is the well, pictures of Hiroshima yeah. and Nagasaki, which are, are not indicative of a nuclear blast it's it's firebombed that's what it looks like and the radiation right there's so, no radiation there like well it's because there's exploding <laughs> the air there's there would be nuclear fallout if it exploded on the ground like you know you see the meltdowns and uh that's the thing but they changed their story because they when, when i was a kid josh they didn't say oh we exploded it in the air so there's no nuclear fallout radiation what they did was they made us read books about girls that got yes. leukemia and made paper cranes that's what they well, made thank us God, do in school. Thank God we have great science communicators on YouTube like Kyle Hill to teach us now, these things, okay? Josh, here's, here's, I swear to God, this is what they do. <laughs> they tell you a thing, they tell you a thing, and then you call them out in their lie, and then they just change the story because they have no problem lying all the time. Here's one. The Earth, we know that the Earth isn't flat because ancient Greece had two sticks and looked at the shadows, and that's how we know. And we've known for 2,000 years, except... The whole time I was growing up, before anybody called out the fucking flat earth shit, the whole time I was growing up, Columbus couldn't sail west because they knew he was going to fall off the edge of the earth because they all believed the earth was flat. So what they fucking forget between ancient Whoa. Greece and 1492? They well, forgot that, was, uh, that the earth was round? No, no that, that was the oppressive uh, religious state speaking at the time. Like oh, it, was, it was just it was those crazy Christians in their firmament who were anti-science. We've, you know, we've known anti -science. for 2,000 years, Josh. We read all the Greek shit, except we just lost right. the flat earth thing for a couple, you know, 1,500 years. And then... Uh, yeah, you know, the oppressive church that thought the earth was flat, that was the ones that printed Copernicus and Galileo's shit, by the way. They were the ones that pushed round earth. They were the ones that pushed heliocentrism. Yeah. They are the ones that pushed sun worship because the light bringer, Satan, it, it, like, is represented in that. Like, it, it's, they change their story every minute. They don't care how many times they lie. They'll just lie again. Like, so that's, like, it's... It's a very frustrating part about that is that there's yeah, they always oh, known that for 2,000 years. Like, well, Dude, I, 10 years ago, you told me that honestly, fucking Columbus was going to uh, sail off that flat earth, mm -hmm. and we discovered then that the earth was round. 
Honestly, how much worse it gets with the the generation of TikTok brain where no one has the attention span to remember like back two minutes. Like how how often can you change your story then? It's you know what it's the TikTok brain thing. That's bullshit too. Because here's the thing, they were lying about this shit back in the 1500s when the fucking Vatican. Believe me, the Vatican has always been run by a fucking creepy old. Uh, grabbler with fucking red shoes fucking kids and right. worshiping satan so like that's been happening for a thousand years now we just know about it because of the internet now the public actually has access to sharing information with each other instead of having it all there was one pope back in like outlets. pope pope precious i think his name was he was so wicked he was always surrounded by little naked boys they finally ran him out of the out of town on a rail because back then you could buy, if you had enough money, you could just buy the popery and you'd be the pope. And uh, this guy was so wicked. He just loved like little boys and they finally got fed up with him. <laughs> but the two sticks. See, that's that's how, that's where we solved it in the modern era. The people who love little boys right now are the richest yeah, right, people and exactly. can't be bought out of their positions. But do you, you mentioned the two sticks. They always throw that up in your face like, what are you, an idiot? We've known the Earth is round for two thousand years because of the sticks. It's like that's a real test. <laughs> it's such a dumb th- concept because you're like, hey, dickhead, how did he control for looking at the well? Supposedly the he time he had this apart, other guy, like, but that's not phones. the point. The, the point longitude. is that that experiment is based on a presumption that the sun is ninety three million miles away. If it's local, three thousand miles away, it proves our point: the Earth is flat. Thank you. Case closed. Shut yeah. up. Go away. I, I was. So I, I was trying to Google um, like just, you know, proof the, the earth is round or like proof the earth is the earth yeah. is spinning or like spinning at a certain rate. And the, the most frustrating thing was like the first like two pages of Google results are all just astronomical evidence, which assumes that the earth is round. Like it assumes like all of these things about heavenly body, heavenly bodies first to yes. be able to like observe yeah. that. So like it wasn't like. Like Garrett said, it's not actually controlling for any of the other factors. It's not like like I think the pendulum test is fine for the Earth is spinning. I think that's a good good piece of evidence. But uh, everything else, no, it's it's not legitimate to prove the base the, theorem behind the, this. Um, the, they have they yeah. start with a presupposition yeah. that you know what the light in the sky is. That that's yeah, my exactly. favorite thing is like people can't like, wrap their heads around that concept that that, that looking at a star and just saying that's fucking 20 light years away and and then just being like yeah that's true even though we have never even gone close to testing that like that's just the fact that people don't understand right. that that's theoretical and it, it is not a fact at all well is to insane me, to this me. whole debate is so simple if the earth is round why is it flat because everywhere you go it's flat there's no curve <laughs> so and anybody can Science, the scientific uh, process is it has to be observable, measurable, and repeatable. Okay, it's not the Hubble telescope or NASA telling us something. It has to be something that we can measure, like how is it possible to see a lighthouse from 50 miles away on a clear night if the tallest lighthouse is 400 feet and there should be 1,600 feet of curvature at 50 miles, right? So everywhere you go, you go, you go to Myrtle Beach, North Myrtle Beach, and you look down the beach, and then you can look on Google Maps. It's 40 or 50 miles, and there's a hotel. You pull out your binoculars. You can see the <laughs> bottom of the hotel. You can do that anywhere on this world, everywhere. 
That's yeah, impossible. I, I did. I took a video of Toronto. I took uh, my P900. Yeah. I got it one foot off the water. And I zoomed in on Toronto. And then I zoomed out, and Toronto disappears completely. Zoom back in, and there's Toronto, right. including buildings that are 200 feet tall. And, it, like, you can't see the very bottom, but it's, like, hazy as shit. You know what I mean? Like, it, you're still looking through molecules. Like, that's the thing. They, they have to, like, be like, oh, well, you're, what are you looking through? The atmosphere? It's like, yeah, right. I still believe in the atmosphere, dickhead. Like, I, <laughs> I understand that well, I'm looking always, through The, the number one response is it's atmospheric lensing or atmospheric looming. But all of recorded history has shown us that we don't see around corners. Okay, so you've got the, the, the Chicago <laughs> yeah. skyline is 50 miles away, and you got the opposite shore of Lake Michigan. Now, I, I did a video called Round Earth Mind Control, where I used Rob Skiba's video, where he rented a boat and filmed from one side to the other the entire time, right? That completely that dispels that it's atmospheric, because all of recorded history tells us when you go towards a mirage, it disappears, and the skyline never disappeared, and the pilot of the boat said, oh, I can see the city every day. I, I, this is what I do. I you know, have a boat charter thing. And then, so, so what they're trying to tell you is that the, the, the atmospheric lensing actually works in our favor because it will only bend light maybe a couple percent and it bends it down, not up. So it's not going around like that. Well, not even that. They act like it, they yeah. act like it bends perfectly around and then you have this, this, uh, picture perfect to scale mirage right. that just hits you and you don't right. see any like distortion or any, you're like no that's what i said i was like that's ridiculous if i had a bit if you gave me yeah. like a rail gun and i shot it at this thing right now right. it would not hit the water i would fucking put a thing through a fucking building is what would happen like that's how i thought about it in my head i'm like because th you're telling me this is a mirage so if i shot a rail gun at that fucking building right there i wouldn't hit it from 40 miles I would hit the water because I'm really looking That's at a That's a big one that really triggers no. people. Um, even in the truther community, there's a lot of people that have embraced NASA's lying or whatever. But when you go to like flat earth, they freak out like a normie because the lie is so big. I think it's because they think I'd have to be stupid for them to have tricked me into that. So I'm not going to admit that and they get pissed off. But. It yeah. took me a while to come to grips with it because it, it was for me, it was the moon landing. But then I was like, well, uh, then I went to try to disprove, you know, that the earth is flat because I thought it was so retarded because I was sick of people yeah. straw manning me and saying, oh, well, well you're going to believe the earth's flat next after I said the moon landing. So I'm like, no, because we didn't land on the moon does not mean the earth is flat. That's fucking retarded. And then I was like, I, you know, fuck this. I'm disproving it. I'm disproving the yeah. flat earth because it's so stupid. Couldn't disprove yeah. it. Now I'm like. <laughs> yeah it's flat it's and the thing is people my favorite response to that is well why does that matter it's like uh because if it if the earth is just flat and it's just a singular realm of existence and you don't know what any of the lights in the sky are and it pretty much proves yeah. creationism on some degree it's like the fact that you can prove that this entire our entire existence is engineered some way how does that matter like <laughs> Those people that have that can't grasp why that would matter, you don't talk to them about any conspiracy stuff. They don't. There's no hope for that. Talk to them about like kickoff on well, Sunday. Well, no, that's football, a very common game, response. Like, it's actually a form of manipulation. Because I sat back and I thought about what are they really saying? Okay, what happens with that statement? What difference does it make? 
you're giving them these empirical observations which are uh, irrefutable they don't have an answer how you can see the chicago skyline and because you knock down the atmosphere the math is correct because all five curvature calculators give you the same number and then it, our measurements are the left we have the exact distance because the gps measured the distance they tagged the building that we were took a picture of from the gps so the GPS told us exactly how far away we were, 40 miles when we took the picture. We knew the elevation above sea level of the boat and the elevation of sea level of the building. So all the metrics were exactly known. It wasn't atmospheric. The math is right. There's no way out. The only, only thing is you're lying, it's photoshopped, or it's flat there, but the world's still round. But that's not true because you can do this everywhere. So that <laughs> video completely why you do it nails this question, right? So what happens then is then they go mm -hmm. to this statement. What difference does it make? I still have to go to work. So what they're really saying is I'm going to tacitly agree with you that you're right. I'm going to admit you're right without actually admitting it to get you to shut up. That's what they're really doing. Right? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're waving a white flag. But not really. They're not really oh, totally. admitting that they believe you, but they're sort of doing it. To, but it's only to get you to shut up. Yep. Yeah, it's just to stop talking about it, stop thinking about it. But I, I don't – it's weird to me. It is weird to me that people oh, don't yeah. find it interesting. Yeah. But I've just come to terms with it that I would say 70% of people do not – cannot – I don't think they are smart enough to wrestle with it. It's like it hurts to wrestle with those thoughts. Um, like Aaron, small, small-minded Aaron. I'm concerned and interested in the real uh, questions of truth in the world, like the Higgs boson particle and dark matter and gravitational yeah. waves. That those <laughs> yeah, are the real yeah. scientific discoveries we should uh, be be pushing forward. Not this goofy My like, oh, I disproved uh. refraction. <laughs> My favorite thing is, like, dude, science has gotten so retarded over the last, like, 50 years where it's, like, uh, here's a here's an article about a bunch of theoretical uh, quantum physics that you can't test. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you might as well be just telling me, like, elvish history from J.R. Tolkien, like, because what the fuck's the difference? I can't, I can't actually look into either, you know? Well, you can actually pronounce the elvish names. Right. <laughs> So, so John, you're you're as we're showing right now, as we're learning right now, you're very far down the rabbit hole. Um, but uh, you, you pointed out earlier, you don't believe we're in a simulation. You don't believe we're in a TV show, uh, technically. But um, what what are the things you don't believe? What where does the conspiracy theory, uh, you know, iceberg? Where where does you not cross the line of so far? I've never been asked that question. What conspiracy don't I believe in? You'd have to name one for me to. To say I don't believe in it. Aliens? Well, Do you believe in aliens? Uh, coming from a biblical worldview, I the alien disclosure is real, but I don't believe these are aliens that have traveled light years to get here. They're our our worldview says that they're the fallen angels. They're all interdimensional. It's all part of the fall of of uh, Satan, and the and the uh, angels that came down in Genesis six. And they, the, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were fair, and they took from them wives, whichever they chose, and they mated with human women, and they gave birth to the giants, right? So the, This guy knows Enoch. 
This guy's red some okay. Enoch in his time. So the Giants, <laughs> Enoch tells us that when the Giants died, that's where the demons come from. The demons are the disembodied spirits of the giant Nephilim. And they roam the earth seeking expression. And they're evil. And so um, uh, the fallen ones, though, there's still actual archangels and demons that were angels. And their agenda is to participate with Satan in bringing in this uh, one world system where Satan is worshipped as God, the Antichrist. And that's being perpetuated. And, and the alien disclosure is their, is their scam. So they've showed us this in all the movies, you know, like Prometheus, you know, they're going to travel to this distant star or planet and they're going to meet the engineers. And they're the ones that actually created us. All of that is a narrative to get you to deny God. The, the, right. Yeah, they'll do any, They love anything that, that proves that God's not real. They'll right. let you push that. But, I mean, all you could day. probably ask me any kind of conspiracy, and I will tell you that it's true and why. Why don't you go ahead and try? Well, yeah, I, I guess uh, getting to the specifics of a couple or like to in, in what ways you believe in certain things. So uh, you mentioned before that like 9-11 is fake or you don't believe in 9-11. Um, what, what exactly does that mean? Like, did, did the towers come down? Was it a planned demolition? What like yeah, in your that's mind, a great question. what happened or in, in your, yeah, your observation, what happened on 9-11? Conspiracy on that one. There's the no planes theory at all and no one died theory. And uh, there's a decent amount of evidence to indicate that the building was built to be knocked down. So it, it was from inception designed to be used for this purpose. But just at a basic level, what convinced me was when I watched NBC News show the plane hitting the building for the first time. Okay, and you see the building hit the plane, hit the building, plane hits the building, and then the, it comes out the other end and the cone is perfectly shaped still the front of the plane like a cone and then it comes back in, out of view. So essentially their CGI special effects messed up and they allowed the plane, fake plane image to go all the way through the building. Because then the guy in the video showed three different commercial airliners that had bird hits. So these, all a plane is is a tin can, it's made of aluminum. So a plane flying mm -hmm. you know, at that speed hits a bird and the front end is all crushed in. But yet, this plane was able to fly through hundreds of yards of solid steel and cement and come out the other side perfectly intact. That's what the news showed me. So that's when I knew the news is lying, okay? So how far that goes, you know, you have the, you have the architects for 9-11 Truth, there's over 2,000 of them, and they all signed affidavits, and they're like, look, dude, I build skyscrapers and I knock them down. And I could tell you the Building 7 did not come down because of an office fire. It's retarded. It was, yeah, it was retarded. clearly fell at free, free fall speed, <laughs> which is impossible. Okay, because the buildings, each floor is designed to withstand up to three times its weight. Okay, so if it was an office fire and, and the top floor fell into the, the floor below it, it can't fall at free fall speed, which means you drop something and there's no resistance, free fall speed. 
That's what Building 7 did. Yep. It fell at okay. free fall speed. They showed it. They timed it. It was free fall. Then the the other parts, too, is like they the, the one lady on the yeah. news uh, reported yeah. live that Tower 7 fell it's 15, like behind 20 her, minutes right. before it did. Right. I remember that. Um, <laughs> the, the official story, um, I, I started a TikTok a while ago that was getting some big views, and then they, yeah. they shut it. I got very banned. But the one one of my videos that actually was was I just retold 9/11, but the exact the um uh, just the exact narrative like the real narrative like the I told the official fraud, yeah. narrative just uh, verbatim and just to show how right. fucking stupid the official narrative is because like my favorite part is the passport <laughs> fell out of the plane and then was in the FBI's hands in like 25 yeah. minutes and they knew it was Osama bin Laden. Like, cause they were reporting it was Osama bin Laden, literally within thirty minutes of the plane hitting the bill. It's, ins- it's still it's the insane. story is still being you like, can't, accepted by the most people. You can't get an office memo around a fucking small business in thirty minutes, let alone you know who did nine eleven like before how lunch. Could, how could fu- they like that's still, retarded. Like how it was they so still, stupid. After all of this time with all these people <laughs> exposing this. The, the official story is still intact. Because it's not intact. It's, here's the thing. A lot of people know that it's bullshit when you talk to them. But like I said, there's 70% of people that operate. They don't. No. They can't think more than two steps ahead. There's like 1% of the population that thinks like one step. They're right. one step thinkers. Those are the people that are like, well, I need money, so I'll go rob this guy. Like, and yeah. I'll get money because they can't think of the consequence. It's the second step ahead of that. And then there's the two step thinkers that are like your average Joe going to work. They're like, well, I need to go to work so I can get money and then I can buy food. And like, that's Pretty as much. far ahead as they can think. Like, they. And well, that's 70% of people are falling those cat in that category. And uh, so. The only like one in four mm-hmm. you could even have this conversation with, um, and that's why they can keep those stories intact because they rely on the mass manipulation. Because then, even with those thirty percent of people that are that can think more than two steps ahead, eighty percent of them yeah. want to fit in yeah. and are motivated by that. So they don't want to go against the seventy percent of retards that are listening to those official narratives. So you're. You get down to a pretty small number of people that are willing to have those uh, discussions and don't care that they're an outcast. So it's a hard – it is like one in ten people are yeah, okay with true. just being ostracized for – I see with 9-11, too, it, it is one of the instances where, uh, sure, it's obvious what didn't happen, but like kind of filling in the blanks from there. I feel like there, there's not a ton of information or it takes a couple extra steps to actually – make sense of what happened um like from the oh so towers went down we you know went to war in the middle east uh, we took over some opium fields uh we expanded our military by a thousand folds at our military industrial complex by a thousand fold um and uh with the patriot act blah 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 like but like that that whole expansion like that's a few steps past just the events of 9-11 so that i, I think that's one of the difficult things is just making the connection from point A to point B with limited data in between. So that, mm-hmm. that's oh, it seems, my, my it personal seems thought. It's impossible that they could but, um, control an environment. Like, some people believe that nobody died in 
and there's no planes. And you think, how in the world could they put off? And, and but I however, doubt that. Whatever the reality is, they pulled it off, right? They created this whole thing. And then Building 7 actually had a bunch of the buildings, the floors on there were where they ran the, the op. So they had to bring Building 7 down, right? But um, I, I don't know. I mean, I looked into it for a year or so, but all I know is the official story isn't true. And that was a seminal, a seminal one for a lot of people. And because if yep. you looked at that and you couldn't see that this was not the real deal, then you, you just were blind as a bat, man. I don't know how anybody can see. Yeah, if you if you actually look into it and you come away thinking, right. yeah, that official story checks out, like you, you're pretty, ignorance. you're pretty like non-existent behind the well, eyes. That's there. that's what the official government 9/11 commission did. Is they they quote unquote looked into it, and then came out their big report that's oh yeah, just uh, you know all government agencies <clears throat> just didn't didn't um, communicate with each other. Uh, everything happened as as stated. We found no additional evidence, and it, it totally could have been prevented if only we had. <laughs> Uh, you know, right. more bureaucracy so that, um, you know, the, the, uh, <laughs> the flight agency right. could communicate yeah. with the FBI. I got a question. Yeah, there's a book. What do you think's beyond it's the called, ice wall? Um, it's called. That was my next question, too. Terra it's going on an hour. <laughs> Terra Infinita is a book. I'm going to buy it. It's supposedly by a woman whose father was a mariner in one of the other worlds. And she got over here to this world because her father. Ooh took her on his boat through these passes or whatever. And and so that's where all the information that we have comes from, supposedly, about all the names. Because there's, there's a map. If you look it up, Terra Infinita, Infinita, you can see there's like on this map, there's like. I've seen those maps. Well, there's a book. What, if you go to the, Amazon, put in Terra Infinita. From. You'll find you'll see the book. And, and I've. I haven't bought it yet, but uh, people have read it, told me about it. So she told us about all these other worlds. You know, many of them are bigger than our world, um, where all these different people and civilizations, and that's where the, you know, Anunnaki are. So they're extraterrestrial. They're on these other, right? Because you got, you got Admiral Byrd. Yeah, yeah. If Admiral Byrd was telling Extra the truth. Extra land outside. He, he, they sent him down there. With all kinds of resources, and he said we flew beyond the wall and we saw an area as big as the United States that was lush and green. And his diary actually says he went down into Middle Earth and met this. There was a whole civil. Well, his UFOs came up next to his plane and took it over like a tractor beam, and they took him down into the uh, center of the Earth and he met this dude that was like the controller dude. It's pretty freaked out. This diary. You ever read that? Oh my gosh! Yeah, his diary is insane. And then his son went after he published it. Then was found dead in a warehouse. Uh, and they said yeah. it was because he was uh, had dementia and just got lost. Uh, I mean, yeah, there is a South a Pole treaty where you got the, all the countries in the world singing "Kumbaya" while they're having war with each other. So that's kind of suspect, right? <laughs> the the. Dude, I talk about that all the time. Like, Antarctica is one where you can get people. Really? That one, you can get people on board with. You start talking about the Antarctic Treaty and just say, yeah. there's something weird about Antarctica. You let them figure out how weird. But if you just ask, like, do you just start 
going in on Antarctica with the with the normie crowd, they'll they'll be like, that is weird. Why did the Soviet Union yeah. United States sign a treaty during the height of the Cold War to preserve penguins? No, that doesn't seem uh, there, like man. that's uh, real. See, that's 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 something I was, I was thinking. I was um rereading or listening via audiobook um to Ender's Game. And there, there's a bit where there's a war between at the very end. Yeah. There's a war between Russians, Russians and Americans on Earth, and like the war extends to the space station or like the, the moon base as well. Um, but they like I, despite wars, like we we have the ISS now. We're kind of at war with Russia and Ukraine, um, and like you know, for for whatever circumstances, I I don't know that our Antarctic Antarctic Treaty and ISS collaboration are going to just uh, erupt into war because of something happening on the outside. Like, like, like you mentioned, in the height of the Cold War, that you know, towards the end of the Cold War, or not that end, sorry, early in the Cold War, we had our Antarctic Treaty between Soviet Union and the U.S. The countries who, for 45 years then, couldn't agree on anything and were just actively yeah. wanting to destroy each other with so nukes. Are you saying right? there's a collaboration of between U.S. Yeah, and Russia with the ISS? Well, I mean, we have Russian astronauts and U.S. astronauts on there. Like, it, it, it is a collaborative effort, uh, you know. Do um, you? Assuming you believe in the ISS and all that. I do, but that's me. <laughs> can I, I, can I love I help space. You? I don't I help believe you? in the second ISS at all, obviously. It's yeah, really it's easy. Free, free coaching right, session. You can do this yourself. Um, I can try to do it while I'm asking. All right, so you can ask Google what what is the ISS made of primarily, and it'll tell you aluminum. I'll just do it from memory because it'll take too long if I look it up. Uh, aluminum has a mm -hmm. melting point of, I think, a thousand degrees. All right. So then, where? How high up is the ISS? It's 400 miles up, I think it's correct. All right, so 2 to 250. Okay, thank you. So two, then, 2 to 250. All right, so where is that in the atmosphere? It's in the Depending thermosphere. That's from like 100 to 400 miles up is the thermosphere. How hot is it in the thermosphere? Uh, 2,000 degrees. Okay, so you've got the thing sitting right in the <laughs> middle of the thermosphere, which is at 2,000. Now, hold on. Bear with me. So, so then you Google... Why doesn't the ISS melt? And what the data sphere will tell you is because there's no, uh, in a vacuum, it might be 2,000 degrees, but it doesn't propagate through the vacuum because there's no particulate in the, in the vacuum. Okay, however, thank you. Thank you. Except as for the ISS, hits, which is made ISS. of fucking particles. Yeah, that's, that's why I was confused about <laughs> well, it's, like, it's, space temperatures. The sun temperatures. is radiating the heat at 2,000. That's what they're telling us. So as soon as the radiation well, yeah. hits the ISS, it is going to raise the temperature of those particles to 2,000. And why doesn't it melt? It doesn't melt because it's fake. It's not there. <laughs> No, this, Dude, is, this is a good line. Good favorites. thing for me to look is up or read into people better. Are, people will show the pictures. Josh, have you seen the pictures of the ISS backlit on the, where it crosses yeah. the moon? Yeah, Because yeah. they do have a thing that crosses the moon. It's a hologram. That is true. Something is flying around up there that crosses the moon. The problem is it's a, seven, a 747-sized object that's 200 miles away. That's right. You're not going to see backlit on the moon because right. it shows up about half the size of a plane. 
at 200 miles away, I'm like, this is my favorite one to tell people. I go, okay, find a, find, like, go to, like, Chicago. Wait, the, well, the, those photos aren't at, like, they're not visual eye one time zoom. They're... You get the whole, no, no, you get the whole moon in perspective, though. Even if you are doing it with a telescope, it's not passing it. Oh, I, I see what you mean. From a telescope. Right. You still get the scale of the full moon okay, in the okay. photos. And it's about half the size well, of the planet. I'd be curious to... Is I'm what sorry, it shows up as. Go ahead. So, but what I tell... Oh, sorry. Uh, what I tell people is go go to Chicago Airport on Google Earth. They love their Google Earth. Find a plane. Find the biggest plane you can there. Zoom out 10 miles. Tell me if you can see that plane. Zoom out 100 miles. Mm. Now zoom out 200 miles. Tell me if you can see the fucking airport. Tell me if you can tell what point. the state of Illinois is at 200 miles. Um, it, it, it's insane that they think they can see this object that at that size from 200 miles and then they can see it backlit on the moon. It's proof that, that whatever is flying up there, they're saying is the ISS is like max 150,000 right. feet in the air. And that's if it's the size they say it is. So that's and a great it's, point. It's Josh, how would you respond people to what I just said though? Shit. That's a great point observation mine is pretty clear it's it's made of aluminum primarily and kevlar and then there's a couple other but the majority of it is aluminum and it's not super aluminum it's aluminum and it has a melting point of about 900 degrees and it's in a 2000 degree environment all the time so how do you explain that i mean i don't have an explanation i've, I've been asked that specific question before um I mean, I, I know there there could be answers, but like I I don't know if there are any convincing ones. Yeah. So that's a you know that's a it's midnight those kind of things night. that we find <laughs> and and we feel so powerless with our friends and family because to a lot of us I can hear it in Aaron's voice that should be the end of the you know the conversation or the debate or, or the conflict that comes from the debate and that's our pathos of our heart is we love our families, we love our children and our wives and our husbands, but they erect a barrier to the proof. It's like they refuse to accept the proof and then at a certain point after you tried, you tried, they stop you from being able to even bring the proof anymore. So now you're basically, your only opportunity to stay in rapport with them is to com be completely silent which isn't a relationship. Like my one of my daughters told me, huh? The abusive relationship. <laughs> it, it, it really is very- it's an abusive uh, relationship at that point if you're, you're stuck in a position and not allowed to be yourself to and be communicate. It's like being put in a timeout. And uh, my daughter told me, dad, I, if you talk about crazy things, I can't have a relationship with you. So I went away from that. I said, well, what? I thought, what is crazy? It's, it's the sun, the moon, the stars. You know, NASA, politics, economy, inflation. I, I, it's, it's in my book. It's on page 187. It's three pages of things. So that, that sounds yeah. like a, a family counselor or therapist speaking. Like the line, I can't have a relationship with you if you blank. Right. Like that's something at least, you know, I, when I was a kid, I don't think I would relate to saying that to someone. Here, One thing that I, I would say um, to people especially that haven't started a family yet. And one of the things we all got tricked into, um, and this is no one's fault. Like we just all got raised this way. We all rely on the system quite a bit. And I think that a lot of this stuff we're like, 
being curious about like what the sun is and not just a uh, not just listening to whatever the scientific explanation is is crazy to kids that got brought up in a government uh, education system. And like the fact that we have offloaded a lot of those responsibilities to the system, like we're so reliant on that where we've even sent our kids to get their education from the system. Then we're surprised when they believe in the system. And it, it's one of those things where well, I go back to this a lot where it's just, you got, we got to focus on, pulling ourselves out of the system as much as possible so you're not relying on it you got to be able to grow your own food educate your own children and take on back on a lot of those responsibilities that we've offloaded can i read this list for you guys i think you'll like this all right so so i sat down and i wrote this This all of the things that if if my children or my spouse knew what i believed about these things they would think i was crazy okay like the the sun is, is simulated Okay, the perfect. sun isn't real. It's that. a simulated sun half the time of the day because they're covering up Nibiru or some nebula or something. All right, so the moon is not what we're told. Uh, clouds are, are completely made from uh, chemtrails, right? So these are all the things behind all these things. There's a story for every one of these. The sun, the moon, the clouds, the sunset, ocean tides, outer space, NASA, the shape of the Earth, the Earth's rotation, planets, planetary movement, stars, galaxies, gravity, comets, meteor showers, the universe, space travel, the space station, space programs, moon landing, satellites, telescopes, earthquakes, tidal waves, Trump, Biden, the U.S. presidency, elections, taxes, the IRS, intelligence agencies having anything to do with the U.S. government, Democrats, Republicans, senators, congressmen, international geopolitical events, war, anything having to do with the economy. Don't talk to me about media censorship. The Defense Department's labeling of conservatives as terrorists, capital controls on finances, banks closing, the confiscation of finances. Don't talk to me about the currency collapse, new currency, cryptocurrency, investing or saving. Don't talk to me about financial forecasting or predictions, the financial reserve banking system. Don't talk to me about anything having to do with the following restrictions, mandates or requirements. COVID-19, events being canceled because of COVID. That happened a lot. I'm I'm being told, shut up. Don't talk about negative things. And then my daughters are complaining that their volleyball was canceled because of COVID. Well, you can't tell me to shut up and then draw me into conversations about the things you told me to shut up about. So here's my boundary. Don't talk to me about masks, travel restrictions, (laughs) checkpoints, arrests or fines for noncompliance, forced stay-at-home orders, curfews, tracing, tracking our, our movements, businesses closing, vaccinations, food shortages, food rationing, social chaos, riots, looting, Martial law, medical martial law, forced biometric scanning to drive your car, COVID internment camps. Go ahead and Google this. Three Australian youths escape from COVID camp. It'll come right up on your phone. Pyramids, Greek mythology, aliens, superheroes, superhero movies, 9-11, January 6th, Mandela Effect, Bible prophecy, eschatology, chemtrails, reptilian shaped chipsters, clones, simulants, MK Ultra Mind Control, coin shortages, extreme weather, mass animal die-offs, Government mandating you kill your animals because of their carbon footprint, social credit score, carbon tax, taxing you for the mile for travel, food shortages, food rationing, and of course, don't ever talk to me about 666. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what are your thoughts about the new don't, season of True Detective, which wait, now what is the lead? They the important things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, right, the new season of True Detective yeah, 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 on so. HBO. <laughs> He's, I mean, that's basically, sorry, it was a dumb joke. 
It's very empowering, right. Josh. Thank you for bringing that Basically, up. that list is me saying, you know, you have ended our relationship by your, your censorship guideline. Because those are all the things that will challenge your belief system. And you've told me I can't challenge your beliefs in any way. So if I'm going to stay in rapport, I have to slink around and beg for crumbs of respect from you like some miser begging for something. That is, that is a problem. I, I actually, I'm, I'm glad that you didn't do that and, and you have a problem doing that because that no relationship works out. Like every relationship yeah. that does work out, the wife respects her husband. That's right. And the husband loves her, his wife. And that's the only way it works out because if once, as soon as the, your wife doesn't respect you anymore, it's over anyways. Just figure out a way to get it. You got, you got to get out of that. You just have, even though it I mean, sucks. I, I, the way that I framed it, I totally understand what you're saying, but I was committed to the marriage and especially for the kids. And I, I decided to view my wife as someone that has a brain tumor. You're not going to get mad at somebody because they start acting crazy if they have mental illness. Right. So, right. Same thing as me. So I do it with but it's just toddlers. She's really this, this awesome. You. I told you, you I begged do her. After, you know, I think it was after we were divorced, I begged her on my knees. I said, I'm, I, this is madness. I don't want to grow up without you. I love you. And she told me, I don't want to be married to you in two different worlds. So I said, well, if you find out that my world is correct, will you apologize? And she said, yes. <laughs> so... You know, when the aliens land, uh, maybe I'll get okay. my marriage back. There, yeah, there you go. You just need him to need him to yeah, get right? this. Not, you see, you should start donating to the World Economic Forum and help oh, them implement their man. plan faster. Now you Tell should be on their side. Me. You got motivation. You got skin in the game. <laughs> cool. Um. No. Any more? Any final uh, questions or thoughts? Yeah, Bob. Bob, what's uh, anything you want to press on, or should we start wrapping up? Yeah. Huh. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. Sure, no, th man. thank you so much for your time, John. Thanks for uh, yeah, reaching out as well. Is, uh, yeah, did you say the title of your book again? Survival Guide. And it's on Amazon in paperback, ebook, and audio. And it's actually on all the platforms. You can find it wherever you probably get books. If not, it's definitely on um, uh, Amazon, right? Yeah, well, we'll link to the show notes. And then, Guys, of course, if uh, you if you want to order the conspiracy survival guide. Call no, in don't listen to him. That's no, we got a podcast too. No, that's I'm no, not wait, kidding, that, John. That's, that's actually the number that we reserved right? for our voicemail. I got eight thirty three six 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 nine eleven as our voicemail number. Is that not the best shit yeah. you've ever heard in your life? That's funny. <laughs> I was so yeah, excited that I got too, that number. On all the podcast <laughs> platforms. It's called the Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide Podcast. We talk about the journey of the truther, you know, what it's like to walk through this oh, world perfect. as a truther. And then uh, my YouTube channel is Wake Up or Else, all one word. And then my website's wakeuporelse.com. So you can find everything through the website, too. Hey, yep, if you cool. ever you need a. Uh, links will be in the show notes. If you ever need me to pop on and uh, 
you know, I'm, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm this conspiracy survival guide. I'd be happy to oh, do Oh, man. Although I am a train conductor, my schedule is horrible. So... <laughs> <laughs> just, Aaron's just on like right. on call twenty four seven pretty much. That's the problem. I I have my phone on right now because I'm gonna get called any minute for. <laughs> I got delivered Teslas to retards in right. New York City that aren't gonna be able to charge their car. Cool. So Train I gotta conductor. you know hop on that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's a great talk. No, again, guys. thank you very much for coming awesome. on. Thanks for uh, uh, spend the full hour and a half with us. Yeah, nice talking to you too. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening.